So after after the war, Lothar couldn't get away from his passion for the sky, and he became a commercial pilot. Isn't that nice? A murderous, bloodthirsty. Mm, I wonder if Delta's hiring. This is your captain speaking. I see a bogey. Yeah. <laughs> Tales of Fiora, I am in pursuit. <laughs> and it's like a pass. It's like a plane full of passengers. Brit Britain yeah, Airlines. British Airways. <laughs> Lothar's in pursuit of British Airways, like going to Hamburg carrying a hundred people. Cut to scene of taped machine guns he put on the engines. <laughs> They're not even. He has to open yeah, the window yeah, yeah. and lean out yeah. and pull the trigger. Alright, we're here. Good clap. <laughs> Do you want me to do the sound check better? <laughs> Is that a bad omen for the show if the sound check goes bad? I knew we would have recorded like shit. We had a bad clap. <laughs> oh my god, successful. you look like a cancerous ghost. I look terrible. Life has definitely up? taken me for a beating. Did you legitimately wake up in a fever dream last night? Yeah, I did. I woke up at 5.30 a.m. because a pen dropped and the words, What are you doing? in context to my life. And then I just, I had one of those movie scene moments where I was laying in bed, tucked in like. Did you say out loud, what am I doing? Or what no, doing? that was just whispered by the devil into my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was what you call an auditory demonic hallucination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens That's to us when we experience an insane month. I, uh, yeah, I've definitely been, uh, how you been? I've been bad. Well, you have been bad. I mean, you look like one of the strong cancer kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like I want to make a wish. Yeah, I'm strong enough to change the TV channel with the remote. I got it, guys. Yeah, you're kind of like the hero. Like, oh, get yeah. Charles to do it. It's like using the water fountain. Yeah, look at Charles. He can get up to pee. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about what's happened to you. What's happened to me recently, like our, our landlord's gotten desperate enough to allow an Airbnb in our building. Uh, basically oh, your building, thank God. I thought it was going to be your apartment. My fucking apartment? Are you kidding me? I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, he's so my bed is being rented out. <laughs> Meet now, John. He's from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, I went downstairs and it smelled like it smelled like my roommate had been ripping up bongs for like <laughs> an hour or something. Like it smelled like so much weed. And I'm like, was, mm -hmm. did I do this? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, no, Steve Urkel, like, did I do this? <laughs> and what had happened was across the the way, this is Wednesday night. There, It's like midnight. They're screaming, having a party, the Airbnb folks. And it just reeked of weed, which means wow. that they're definitely just like hotboxing this, you know, <laughs> not their apartment. Who's coming to a Brooklyn Airbnb right now? I don't know, dude. But I, I had seen, like, Tuesday, they were setting up for it. I mean, this was a multi-day plan Jeez. to get this party going. Like, Tuesday, I saw people going up the stairs with, like, you know, Fireball, Hennessy, just like, <laughs> they were putting a club on. Bull noodles, bugle chips. Bull noodles. I didn't even register what you said. Yeah. Hey, Bull get the noodles. bugles. Those are fun. We can put them on our fingers and pretend we're a witch. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a fireball guy. That uh, fireball oh, immediately no. always comes right back. I feel like anybody who's choosing fireball has a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> oh, that's true, dude. That's true. That's why I'm not dating 23 year olds. I can't stomach this <laughs> stuff anymore. <laughs> I am really uh, pretty thrilled to <laughs> be seeing someone who's not. Yeah, you're not. on to dating. You've changed your. You've calibrated your dating. Age my demo is forward. my demo's shifted up. Yeah, you're going back to the future, and it's even further up. The person I'm seeing right now is a. Uh, she only goes for people over 30. So, oh, like, so she's a mature 28-year-old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She That's where she lives. And I feel like I could live around 28. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> well, you are. Dude, it's so... Uh, yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about what's happened to you? We should also intro the pod. Yeah. Hit me. 
This is Overshadowed, the podcast about the siblings of people who change the world. And so today, we're going to be talking about the Red Baron. But before that, I do want to talk about why we started this pod, mm-hmm. which is mainly because we're friends and we felt, and I didn't have a podcast and I had this idea. But we also <laughs> both have siblings, and I thought it was like an interesting enough idea to try to, you know, do as a show. It's kind of the best timing that we could be doing this because oh, the yeah. history oh, hyenas no. are out. They're done, baby. It's our They're turn. They're done. Yeah, it's our turn to take over. They that are was out, the, out, uh... out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become Chris Stefano. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just going to be honest, Papa. So I feel like I, I don't want to be him. No, he's a great guy. Yeah, but, I mean, um, he's very it's... funny. He's very smart. And uh, they're all doing, they're both doing their independent podcast. By the way, this is not why we're, I feel like we're going to start releasing episodes. This History Hyenas thing has just been going around. Dating podcasts go down and we just start a dating pod. We exactly. We jump on everything. Yeah, yeah. We're like the GameStop short of the podcast world. Yeah, we just keep hopping around, changing yeah, it, yeah. trying to get into what people are looking for. We're Pod Street bets. <laughs> well, Jared Freed's dead, so who do we listen to now? <laughs> How did he die? Welcome. <laughs> um... No, that's not why we started it. We just started it. It's just good timing, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is a destiny if I ever thought about it any other way. Yeah. I think this type of podcast, though, like a history comedy podcast, it really pays dividends to people who are willing to talk out of their ass, which is interesting because that's not who we are. We're so scared of coming off as arrogant or like that you think that I know more than you. I'm like, I don't know. I could be an idiot. I don't know any uh, any other person besides you or me that ends sentences with "I could be wrong," but uh, yeah. that's usually how we talk. Yeah, everything I ever say, I go, "I'm probably wrong." Yeah, give me something I know 100 percent to be true, and I'm like, you, "You know what? Maybe George Washington wasn't the president." It's like two minutes into a call with you, and you're like, "Sorry, I'm talking your ear off." <laughs> I literally, yeah. I've... <laughs> Are both your ears on the floor right now? <laughs> we need to just val- like think there's value to what we say. Yeah, there's that internal timer in my brain where I'm like, shut up now. Mm, That's a good thing to have. A lot of people, you know what that also comes from is people who don't have that. And then I feel the pain and I'm like, God, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, though? So you I mean, you've been running all around. You've been doing shows. You've been getting pranked by your friend and terrorized. And I think you have PTSD. I think I do have PTSD. I was uh, the incident was we'll talk about. uh, So in a brief, (laughs) I think I because yesterday was all everything flashing through my mind and I was gritting my teeth. So I feel like that might be the only signs, yeah. the, the beginning signs of probably some post-traumatic stress. I may have right. to go sit with a bunch of uh, postpartums soon in a dark room with a damp towel on my head. Do you think they but, put um, the PTSD people next to the people with postpartum depression? Oh, definitely. It's all one room, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The P- the PT this is ward. for everyone who's experienced something post-something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the postpartum, the PTSD. We got postcards. We got Postmates. We have Postmates coming for lunch if you want to place your order. (laughs) Oh, boy. We have Post Cereal. Okay. Let's cut it while it's funny. Yeah. But uh, in short, my past month has been traveling. I flew from New York to Los Angeles to help move my friend, move, drive to Atlanta. It turned out to be I had to drive the moving truck to Atlanta by by myself because the moving company wouldn't allow us to drive together. So that was the beginning of the trip. I had to drive a moving truck for the first time across the country. (laughs) That's crazy because when I got a U-Haul when I was moving from Queens to Brooklyn, I made a point to avoid highways. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, don't go on the highway with that thing. And you went across the country. uh, Interstates. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the driving actually was pretty easy. It was fun, you know, and the whole time I was also supposed to be filming and documenting and editing kind of the journey of the whole thing while you were driving. 
Yeah, so that was something I was extremely new to. So I was yeah. also learning while I was filming. And then, long story short, we drove to Atlanta. We drove to Miami the whole time. None of us were sleeping on the trip. So I ended up getting uh, COVID in the COVID capital of Miami. And, uh, Which is I'll where I'm that. going tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm you're fun. going to. You. I hope you get it, buddy. I hope. Well, I, I hope I don't. <laughs> don't come you put that the black magic on me? Come on, come join the post-COVID ward with me. Yeah, I'm hearing people are getting it twice. Yes, that's bad. That's not, yeah. I guess it's like chickenpox. Yeah, or like a the cold. Yeah, I hope it is just like I got it bad. I mean, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah. Just make sure you make sure your immune system's good if you get it. How, and how can they do that, Charles? We have a sponsor for immune systems. <laughs> Blue Chew. <laughs> Blue Chew. The only proven vaccine. <laughs> um, uh, but I guess um, most recently, <sighs> I mean, I could just start with that. I was I was back in Atlanta at a house and uh, my friends all pranked me that the house was being robbed. I was on the second story. And when I caught word of the house being robbed, I jumped out the second story window. How did you catch word? I, I heard people break in and they were screaming to get on the ground. And I was like, is that the TV? And I was are like, they watching this? cops? Wait, that was canceled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Had, that sounds live. And yeah. I, I remember I had the thought of that sounds live. And I was like, well, he did get a cool new TV. Let me go. check. <laughs> and, <laughs> Am I getting robbed or is his sound system really nice? So sick. And then I, I crept down a couple of stairs and I was like, mm, that's a live darn robbery. So I opened the window <laughs> I didn't know. So you peeked your head like Macaulay Culkin, just looking down the stairs. Not, I didn't these... know. Yeah, I looked down the stairs, but I couldn't see anybody because okay. the stairs kind of spiral. Ah. So it's not enough to see anything. And but I just enough to where I could tell the voice was absolutely real. Yeah. And then um, I was like, yeah, it's got to be the window I got to jump out of. And it definitely it, it is a manly thing to do. I did feel a lot. I wasn't afraid because I was pretty sure I was going to land unscathed. So it does feel pretty cool to kind of Jason born out a window. Sure. And uh, even fight or flight, I, your flight. Yeah. If I if my fight or flight is, is tested, I'm taking flight, baby. Yeah. Every time. All the way down to the ground. I even had last words, which is so shitty to realize. <laughs> oh, I remember like John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yeah. As I was jumping out of the window, I heard the guy up the guy downstairs say, "There's somebody upstairs." And I remember saying in my head, "There was," and then I fucking <laughs> jumped out. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> And then I jumped and then, to my... And then you hit your fucking head. <laughs> and then you cracked your skull. Can you explain to me the shed again? Because I truly don't understand. So Can you draw me a diagram, I... like make something yeah. out of clay? Yeah, actually, I just learned After Effects, so I'll send you a 3D oh, module. sweet. So what happened is I opened the window when I first heard the voices screaming, and I was like, let me see if I can clear this. I looked down the window... And it's not necessarily a shed. It's just a little awning that's, uh, uh, you know, like there's a, gar- a a door that leads from the garage outside. And they put like a triangle little awning that would kind of shield from the rain okay. if it was raining. Oh, so it's like a covered walkway. Yeah, but it was, it's just, yeah, exactly. Okay. But it's very, uh, it's maybe five feet long. And um, I look, it was so dark that I was like, oh, that's huge. And what happened was I thought the window was centered with the uh, awning. Okay. It's. Actually, the next day, it's very much so to the right. So when I, 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 when I jumped out of the window, I thought I was going to land in the center of the awning and then just be fine and like hop the wall and go call the cops. What happened is since it was so far to the right, I just pinballed off the side and, <laughs> oh, then, and then hit my head on the cement. And um, Damn. thank God for adrenaline. 
because uh, then I just bounced. I, I did black out for a second. I bounced right back up. I jumped over this 10-foot wall in one hop. It was sick. I definitely felt like Spider-Man. Was it 10 and feet? Can you be honest with me? 10, I swear to God, you can come and, in you can one come and look hop? at it. What are you talking about? One like, hop? I didn't like, I didn't like agility it. Like I didn't, but I, I didn't like jump over it with like two feet, nothing. But I did like the spoosh, like okay. put the arm up nice. and then just clear it. Yeah, that is cool. And um, it was cool. And uh, then in, I just In, ran in moments of our greatest desperation, we can do parkour. Yeah, you just kind of learn. You're like, I'm gonna yeah. die if I don't vault this wall right now. I've never done yeah. it before, but I I have to do it. Yeah, I wish I could have gone back and told myself in seventh grade track, just think you're gonna die. Yeah, if you have somebody chase you with a gun, you'll totally win. Yeah, before that's that's the secret to all great track runners. The coach just has a gun like under his jacket. He's like, all right, kid. <laughs> yeah, every time you pass him, he opens up a trench coat with a gun. <laughs> yeah, all right. Maybe a little faster. <laughs> fear of death, fear of death. <laughs> but uh, long story short, had to go to the hospital, had to get staples in the head, got like a broken rib, a concussion, a cut open foot because I jumped out of the window with no shoes. And uh, I should have put on shoes. Something I think every uh, second of every day. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't really have the time to be like, let me double tie. The rabbit goes around the tree. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I messed up. It's going to get caught on the wall. You just hear like gunshots downstairs. That's the craziest thing, too, is when you told me the story, you're like, oh, yeah, they had guns. Like I went in later and saw on the table they were fake but real looking guns. Mm hmm. What kind of prank is this? It's a it's a nuts prank. It definitely it's was crazy. A, it definitely I mean, was a prank. Yeah. I don't know if I could think of actually a more a more like traumatizing prank that could end the worst because I was telling this story to some other people and they're like, oh, they they thought they immediately were like Charles could have shot them. Yeah, yeah. If I had a weapon, I would have exactly. Just, if you had a weapon, yeah, you could have I fucking would... killed them because they're in your house. Yeah, I would have just hid in the closet and waited for them to open the door and been like, "Spink!" Yeah, which yeah. is a fork. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preacher's like, "Whoa, whoa, it's a prank!" I'm like, "I'm saving you." It's like his best friend. <laughs> Carving my initials. <laughs> you go serial killer. You're like this is yeah. this is more than self defense. You entered my home. I'm gonna yeah, have I'm your going, chest. I'm going Jody Arias on you, baby. Yeah, Eckhart um, told the bleeding heart. Dude, that's know, crazy. Yeah. Well, you look horrible. Um, Thank you. You're Thank coughing you. still a little bit because oh, that's yeah. probably because your bruised, broken rib. Yes, that makes yeah. sense. Because I was wondering mm -hmm. if that was COVID aftershock, but no, you just have like swollen, yeah, broken just... bones. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay. It's just that my rib cage has been shattered and breached. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the Red Baron's brother, whose name is Lothar. Oh, by the way, I want to mention it's Manfred von Richthofen and his brother Lothar von Richthofen. So. The Red Baron, just to let everyone know who doesn't know who the Red Baron is, if you're not up on your Red Baron reading, he was born <laughs> May 2nd, 1892, and he was a German flying ace in World War One who earned 80 aces over his career, meaning he shot down 80 planes by himself. So we're going to get into the battles, and the, the kill counts of these guys are kind of insane. It's like only main characters in movies have these kind <laughs> of kill counts. Or like you in a video game when you're doing very well, you know? Yeah, the day that you're killing it. I was going to say, you got to think about this guy's, uh, this dad's sperm over here. This guy truly had a gift. That's true, because he gave birth to two just bloodhounds of sons. But we're not going to talk about Manfred, uh, the Red Baron. We're going to talk about his brother, Lothar. Real quick, before we talk about Lothar, we, the Red Baron is called the Red Baron because of his plane, his dumb mm -hmm. red plane. It was a Fokker, yeah, apparently... Fokker? Fokker? A Fokker yeah, triplane. I think, I think Fokker is the right word. Fokker. I have nipples, Fokker. You want to milk me? <laughs> 
the planes looked really cool, but his was like, fuck yourself red. It was so yeah. red. It was too red. Too flashy. Definitely, uh, I think it was a cry from the closet, if anything. You think so? I think that's why they were so deadly. They were just suppressing the gay the whole time. Why? Why, why am <laughs> I, I not accepting? I have to use this anger somehow. <laughs> I want to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love the vibration. <laughs> He's holding the thing, just pretending it's a cock. He's like, <laughs> close enough. That is weird, but, uh, though, that they were open air, these planes. Yeah, they had no... I mean, did they pop their ears at all? I don't know how high they were flying. I never actually looked that up. Because, like, passenger airplanes fly yeah. at, like, 30,000 or something. But, like, these planes, I think they're, like, I don't know. Ten? Five? Ten feet? <laughs> Maybe? Like, 15 feet off the ground? I think if you jumped, you could take one down like Godzilla. Sorry, like King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was a little flashy, and uh, we'll, we can we're gonna get into why specifically, <laughs> at least based on a movie that I saw, why yeah. the Red Baron like wanted his plane to be red. But it's always um, so funny that the best of something becomes a diva, no matter what it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they always have some kind of like hidden motive, and there's a grand yeah. design behind everything they do. Mm-hmm. But did you see these? Like, these planes look pretty cool. They look sick. Because they're yeah. not... A triplane means three sets of wings. Mm-hmm. So consider a plane and then put two more on top of that. <laughs> and then that's what this... It's It has three sets of, like... It actually looks a lot like the, the glider that Orville and... Um, Wilbur, yeah, you're right. Wilbur made. Like, if yeah. you look at the early prototypes for the right flying machine, it was, like... It was even more. It was, like, five or something. Just, like, sets of, of wings. It's also funny to think that that's kind of like the early stages of thinking about a design. It's like, what if we just do more wings? Like, yeah. How do we improve the plane? More wings? Definitely more wings. Wings make it fly. So more wings? That sounds like an Arby's ad. <laughs> what do you need? More wings. Arby's. We got the wings. <laughs> yeah. So he was, I mean, we'll get into the brother. So I think uh, Lothar is a very fitting name for the brother because it sounds yes. evil and it very menacing. It sounds evil. It sounds Nordic. I think the only, and I guess we'll talk about the reason why we chose Lothar. And uh, to talk about Lothar, I mean, he was basically just as deadly and if not more menacing than his brother, the Red Baron. Red Baron was the most famous aerial pilot of World War One because he had the 80 kills and all of these things. But when we get into it, you'll find out Lothar was just as deadly, not as strategic, but he was in so much danger and he crashed so many times. Dude, this guy crashed. This guy crashed. He crashed literally at least three times. That's crazy. And you got to think there's no painkillers back then, too. The whole time he's in the hospital, he's like, I can't wait to be back in a fucking fucker. <laughs> you sounded almost New York. You're like, I can't wait to be back in a fucking plane, dude. It's going to be it's going to be great. No, no, but you, you're right. Uh, Lothar was born in uh, September 1894, so he was two years younger than than Manfred, his brother. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was just as deadly and just way more reckless. He was out of control and crashed because of that. Like he took huge risks trying to go after yeah. people just because he wanted their fucking heads. He just definitely was. He them. had something. Yeah, he had something internally. I think he was running from. If you think about the Red Baron, he shot people down strategically. There was like an art. I think people back then, if you want to get a context to why these people got so famous, is the aerial fighting was kind of like a respected art. It wasn't just like a war tactic. I mean, right. it was they were they were celebrities. Right. And it was like a masterful thing they were yeah. doing. But if you think about Lothar, he would just chase somebody into a literal storm until they were dead. <laughs> yeah, he would chase them into a storm when he should have just pulled up. Yeah. 
you know, because he wanted to see the whites of their eyes as he like shot him out. But uh, both of these kids were were young too. They both died mm-hmm. in plane crashes. Lothar actually survived the whole war, but then died like later. But you know, Lothar was twenty seven, and then Manfred is twenty five when he died. These are yeah, like the Kurt Cobains of aerial warfare. Yeah, they were stars, and they were taken too soon. <laughs> Think about how many more people that could have shot out of the sky. Yeah, but why we're talking about Lothar? He was. If you consider how often he was in the hospital because he kept crashing, he mm-hmm. was the most, he was one of the most combat effective pilots. His time in the air compared to the number of, of kills and, eight, you know, like takedowns he had was crazy. Like if he, if he hadn't have been so reckless and kept injuring himself, he could have, he could have had more kills than Manfred. Which is saying a lot, too, because that's 40 more kills. And you're right. He got 40 kills by being a reckless son of a gun. Yeah. So, yeah, if he was a safe person, he probably, I'm betting 100. Lothar, I'll give you 100 kills. Because, like, in there's this crazy stat of his total. Oh, you're going to say if he didn't crash so much, he would have gotten th- yeah. 100? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think so. But maybe that was part of the art. Maybe he's like, I need to die. He's kind of like, like if Manfred is, I don't know, who's a good quarterback? Like a safe quarterback? I yes. guess you could do... Is he like a Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, okay. Man, I was gonna, I was thinking Peyton. Manfred's Peyton, and then oh. Lothar is like Tom Brady. Ooh. No, he's like Tom Brady, but if every time he wins a Super Bowl, he like throws so hard, he tears his ACL. So he can't <laughs> play for like a little while. <laughs> but of his, of his 40 confirmed victories, Lothar scored 33 in just three months. Um, That's insane. Which is insane. That does just beg the question, and that the other the other team was just not trained. You do, yes. I mean, Germany was trained so much more than Britain. We you find out that Britain was kind of just shuffling people onto train onto planes and training them a little bit, and then getting them into the air so they can kind of just be proficient with getting people into the sky. But Germany was drilling these dudes. Germany I mean, was Germany was like, oh yeah, we'll take our time. Like we'll let them learn how to fly and shoot. And they had like they had really really good training, and the Germans were rushed. Because they were trying to replenish the squadrons, which is such a self-fulfilling, horrible move. It's like, yeah, we're going to put a bunch of newbies in there, a bunch of fresh meat for the Germans to mince up. Yeah. It's so stupid, just wasting planes. I mean, respect to Manfred and Lothar, but we're also kind of talking about Babe Ruth before, you know, black people join sports. I mean, you can knock them out of the park, but let's be honest here. That is... Uh, very true. That is very true. I did have to keep reminding myself as I was because like I was seeing movies that were made at the time, like a little a little after in English, praising uh, Manfred the Red Baron as like this expert. And I'm like, what the f-? but I had to keep reminding myself that this is during World War One. So there are no Nazis yet. Like, yeah, that's they, so funny to be. It's what a flip. It, yeah, they probably hit like you think of Germans in war and you're like bad, very bad. But it is funny that, like, throughout a lot of the reading, it's like, Manfred was a really good pilot. I'm like, nothing else? There's nothing yeah. else you want to tell me? It's Because like, you're expecting, you're expecting, you're, auto, you're automatically thinking, like, Nazis. I know, you're it's like, even Walt Disney, like, it's like, but, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess back then, I guess uh, the hate just kind of sprung up. This was pre-Nazi. I know, like, I'm sure they were anti-Semitic, but they weren't very organized about it. But uh, Lothar, let's talk about Lothar's start. Okay. As a, as a horseman. So... This is a crazy thing about World War One. They started with horses. Like, they, they, they World War One was such a change in technology because uh, if, if we remember from the Orville episode, like, planes literally were just invented. They yeah. were just invented. In, and then they're uh, still, like, but now they're like, yeah, put them in. Put them in the war. Well, ten, 10 years before Manfred died, the Red Baron died, 
10 years before the plane had just been invented. So it's, it's even crazy that they started, but it's funny that there were horses at all in world war one. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, I guess the machine gun. I mean, Lothar, I mean, Lothar, he was, he started as a horseman and in one of his first battles, his horse was just killed from under him. Oh really? Yeah. It was just shot from under him and he almost died. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a poor choice of transportation. It's to funny be like, oh, I got to worry about my horse being killed. Right. And I got to feed it and like make sure it's happy. Yeah. I'm never on a bus like, ooh, is this thing going to have a heart attack? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You never have to worry about how your car is feeling or like if it's, yeah. you know, if it's uh, windshield wipers or tangled. How many, how many people died, do you think, in World War One on a horse because the horse stopped to poop? <laughs> I don't think they stop. I, Dude, I've seen a lot totally of horses. Stop. I've seen a they lot stop. of horses walk and poop. Really? I don't know about the dumbass horses okay, you guys what about got in pee? Arizona. But... They, de- <laughs> they definitely stop to pee. Why do you think they would stop to pee if they don't? I mean, pooping is way they... more difficult to do walking. I think, I mean, hey, man, I used to go, not, not to pull a card on you, but I used to go to Wyoming to ride horses. Okay? Really? Yeah, they all You're used to. You're pulling the, I once rode horses card? <laughs> not once, twice. So maybe but, they um... felt like they had to stop when you were on there because they didn't like feel comfortable yet. Yeah, maybe. But I'm saying there had to be some people that died in the war because that horse had to take a shit. Probably. Or they had or they were just like sniffing a flower or something, you know. They're beautiful creatures. But You know how horses like to stop and sniff flowers. They do. Salt Hold on, is that a rose? Ah, life. Gets <laughs> <laughs> an arrow through the head. <laughs> an arrow, no, dude. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's like seventeen bullets. I could imagine kind of like a parody war montage. You know, when when someone's like running across and like dodging all the bullets somehow and then they get to cover of like a horse doing that through the trees and then it just gets riddled with bullets and falls down. Like it looks like he's going to make it. Yeah, yeah, he's just getting shot. And then the machine gun just tilts a little sideways and then it's dead. But um, so he started as a cavalry officer uh, with the fourth dragoons. And Mm -hmm. in 1915, uh, old Manny, Manny Petty, Fred convinced him to get out of horses and joins a flager trooper. Which was the I wonder how that conversation also went, where he's like, come on, hang up the saddle. <laughs> come on, I did it. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently Lothar was always jealous of his brother because they had a very different upbringing. Like Lothar went to a public school and was homeschooled, but um, Manfred was always in a military academy. Oh, really? So I think that conversation was all, I think that was probably the moment he had always been waiting for. Oh, for him so, to pull him up to the ranks? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that was probably the, the first greatest moment of his life. And then he did start to get into the planes. And, you know, what was he? he? was like a photographer, and he, like, observed and, like, found enemy positions. But then eventually, as um, Manfred kind of climbed the ranks and became the LeBron James of these uh, aerial fighters, when they put Manfred in charge, Manfred's one of his first moves was to pluck Lothar and bring him onto the team and apparently Germany went wild. Ooh, yes. And they started, yeah, yeah, it was like a big, like, LeBron's going to Miami moment. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> you, cut to a, you, you cut to a stadium of, like, a soccer stadium. It's just Vuvuzela's yeah. like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> everybody Lothar, on their own. man, Fred! Lothar, <laughs> man, Fred! You're going to kill everybody! <laughs> like the things well, they used to it. celebrate back then. If you think about all the things we have to entertain ourselves, back then it was just like, oh, we are going to kill everyone no dude that i mean the the whole concept of an ace which um which let's define what an ace is an aerial ace is someone who's who's shot down in solo combat plane versus plane Mm. so not actually that hard i guess it seems not that hard i'm sure it's very hard but uh yeah you know just because we're talking about these two superstars yeah we're gonna get into how how like crazy propaganda all of this was and just to help people have morale in this really gruesome war but 
I do want to uh, to get into what you just said, which was the ju- that they. <laughs> that is funny because he's like he's he's in the uh, the military school. He's like, hey, Braza, it's time to get off the horse. And Lo- Lo- yeah. Lothar's like, now. <laughs> yeah. He's so pumped. He's so excited. Yeah, he slaps yeah. his horse on the ass. Yeah, he just shoots it in the head. He's like, I'm ready to kill human. And Manfred goes, I knew you were ready. <laughs> Manfred's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, how, about you, how about you observe for a little bit? Yeah, that was funny because yeah. they did both start out. That's how you had to start out, I think. You I, you look at the pictures of the observers in the plane, and it's literally like, have you been tubing before where you're spotting oh, a yeah. guy in the tube? I'm talking like you're being towed behind a, a boat on a rope and a tube. Yes, yes. And they're trying to throw yeah, you off. Yeah, someone should be watching. Yeah, so yeah. someone's, yeah, if, if we would do it on the jet ski a lot. So you have to hold backwards. And just like look back, and it's kind of scary actually, because you're on a jet ski that's moving this way, and you're looking the other way, and you're just holding onto the seat basically, and it's Jeez. kind of terrifying. But uh, that's kind of what these guys had to do for the first like year or two. It was like interning before you got to fly a plane. You had to sit in the back, peer out the back with this huge camera, and be like, "I think I see them." <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, those were definitely civilians. <laughs> yeah. Let's just write down horses. Yeah, let's write down, uh, you know, let's just not even report it. You guys killed a thousand horses in a village yesterday, right? What were all those horses doing together? You know, I don't know. Just a herd. Wild herd. Wild domestic herd. And but, but he, so Lothar joined his brother's squadron, his Jasta, which is short for uh, Jogstaffel. Uh, and it was Jasta 11. And now there's two killing machines on the same squadron. Yeah. So combined, two dudes, one squad, 120 Allied planes destroyed, 120 Royal Air Force, uh, you know, like Brits, Frenchmen, single combat. Those are like Jedi ratios. Yeah. Like only Luke kills that many people and doesn't (laughs) die. Um, Imagine how great they felt every day, too. You just killed between the two of you 120 planes. Yeah. That's I mean, honestly, over over their careers. Over their yeah, careers. over their careers, of course. But as you're as you're even climbing the ranks, it's even. I mean, it was amazing to get one, right? Wasn't it cool just to get one plane? Yeah, that's what the whole ace thing was. Yeah, it's kind of like soccer. I mean, you get one goal, everybody's freaking out. You get two. These guys are getting what was it? It was thirty three in three months. Was Lothar alone? Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know, doing. I I can imagine that the high you get from doing stand up comedy is unbelievable. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like shooting down the enemy from the sky and being the best at it. Yeah, I'm sure that's pretty sweet. I want to talk about one of the specific battles, which was, um, it's, it's called bloody, I thought this was funny. It's called bloody April. If you're British, (laughs) otherwise it's called the battle of the, uh, the battle of Arras, which is when the British army in 1917 in April started an offensive at Arras. Arras, I don't know. It's Mm A-R-R-A-S. And the British had planned offensive air tactics over German-controlled airspace, which, remember, the French... It's like the... uh, You remember Dunkirk? When there's Mm -hmm. people literally, like, getting on their personal boats and going to war? You know? Like, that's the type of people that are flying these planes. It's like old fishermen (laughs) with, like, no training. Yeah, so strange. Yeah. And uh, it would... I, I read that, like, most of the people, most of the British like the Royal Air Corps people would not make it past the first or second day. And if you made it past then, then you were probably going to live a little bit. But most people uh, got taken down. No wonder you're a German ace. Like, you're I wonder getting, if you're, yeah. you're getting all these idiots flying at you. They're probably flying upside down and you just like bump <laughs> them a little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, I'm not you got to discredit them a little bit. Because yeah. I feel like it was pretty easy. Was it you know easy? I mean? Was it like shooting fish in a barrel? These kids, it, are I not, mean, they don't even, be... they're stalling out in the sky. <laughs> 
They're just doing... It's insane. I wonder how many Brit. If I was British, I would have just flown straight to Puerto Rico and started a new life. It I wonder if be, any of them just kind of flew to a different country. It would be the easiest over. to desert the army or work, yeah. the, the on a plane. Yeah, you're already kind of. Did Jeff come home? Ugh. Anyway, so the British technically won this battle in in 1917, the Battle of Arras, but it was kind of a pyrrhic victory, which uh, which is a victory where the losses are so great that it's almost as bad as if you lost. Jesus, like, it's it wasn't quite that, but it was close to that because the British lost the Royal Air Corp Air Force lost 400 people, which is 245 planes. And the Germans only lost 66 planes. So that's why it's called Bloody April. And during Bloody April, Lothar was in this. And so was Manfred. And he had 15 planes in Bloody April alone. So that's that's when he got 15 of those 33. Uh, just a bunch of British kids who didn't know. How are they counting? <laughs> Yeah, they're just killing new guys. These guys just got their GED, and now they're in the sky. They yeah. probably have the safety on their guns on the plane. Right. It's not firing. <laughs> What's happened? Did you put the bullets in? Uh, <laughs> hey, what's you going put on? potatoes in. <laughs> Wait, we 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 forgot to load the guns. <laughs> oh shit! They've like never the had a beer. Plane? Most of them are yeah. virgins. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were super young, but it was so stupid because I don't know why the British uh, the the British seemed kind of dumb during this period because. They kept just sending in young kids, not mm-hmm. thinking about maybe that's just how war is. And they're just like, no, we need numbers and we just need to throw numbers yeah. at them. But yeah, it's like it they're not a, numbers. Yeah. They're people and they're just yeah. dying. Hey, not the people, not the people up high, baby. Yeah, that's they're numbers. true. That's just true. send enough out. Maybe you'll maybe you'll win. That's, that was probably the strategy back then. It's the same yeah. thing with like more wings. It's just like more people. More. <laughs> just throw people at it. Just throw people. Come on. Yeah. That's how the generals were just, you know, they were all dumber than we think. They're just like all of our people. This, I we'll think win. we should throw a bunch of teenagers in the in the yeah. sky against killing machines. <laughs> What's happened? We're losing. Ah, throw some more kids up in the air. <laughs> Get some Keep kids throwing in our sons up. <laughs> Debbie just had a fresh one. I think he's fifteen. Get him up there. He's old enough to observe. He's driven a car once, so yeah. he should probably be fine on a three wing plane. Imagine being in the sky too, and just being. So, I'd be so scared just to be like just to look over like. <gasps> Yeah, dude, there's bullets flying all around you. You just hear like a German ha-ha-ha-ha in the clouds. And you see a striking red plane do a barrel roll past you. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck was that? You know Lothar's cackling. Yeah. You know Lothar's laughing as loud as he can maniacally. Yeah, drinking a scotch. Yeah, he's probably got Jaeger. And every every time he gets a kill, he just like slices his arm. He's like, yes, another one. (laughs) He did. He seems like a total madman. Oh, yeah, he had to be a free. It's but, so funny because he could have just been a regular horseman. His brother unlocked the beast. Yeah, it's true. Like, I wonder what he would have even been doing. Just like a horse cop in Germany in like Hamburg or something. <laughs> He's like, hey, pick up that trash. And then he just fucking shoots him because he has the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a disgruntled cop. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? He, he would... tried to shoot me. Yeah, instead of an aerial ace, he's just a guy who went postal at his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he just became a guy who shot up the movie theater once. Yeah, you got to give it to war. It gives those guys an outlet. That's true. You know, it probably makes a lot of heroes out of psychos. (laughs) Good luck. Stay in the sun. So I want to get into kind of why the Germans were so good at this and like who trained Lothar. And his name was Oswald Bolk. And uh, he was... This is the guy who taught Manfred. This is the guy who taught, you know, a lot of the German pilots. And Manfred was active, the Red Baron, 10 years after the invention of flying. So mm-hmm. this guy is the guy who taught Manfred. He's the real OG. He mastered flying when flying was, like, at the time it was invented. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you yeah. got to think, like, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to kill the plane. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's like, it's like, what, he's like an early adopter. Yeah, for real. And then he just understood, what was he called? The father? Yeah, the father of air fighting tactics. Yeah, yeah. Laid the groundwork for uh, Manfred the Red Baron to become such a menace and an ace, which is like, what does that mean? Laid the, what did he teach him? Like barrel rolls? Yeah. <laughs> If you leave your seatbelt on, you can fly upside down. Huh? Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> Meanwhile, in Britain, they're just like falling out of planes because they, yeah. they forgot to strap in. Oh, another one forgot the seatbelt. Oh, God. We got to start double do, do, doing those safety checks again. Yeah. And this guy looks like the Grim Reaper. Oh, he looks like a death angel. He looks yeah, he's, insane. He's got those nice he, high evil cheekbones. He looks like a character off of Twisted Metal Black. What's that? It's a video, oh man, it's a video game that's all just based off of, yeah, you're driving around in cars and killing each other. Yeah, I mean, he he's like, and he has that like attractive too, like he he's yeah. a good looking guy, but he's, he'll cut you, he'll probably cut you with his cheekbone. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely, if you're dating him, you're ending up dead. You're right. going to die. But you would, you would be interested, like you'd swipe yeah, right exactly. if you saw at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's hot, but he'll kill you. He's like, he's like Army Hammer, but Getting into Lothar's flying career, so I, let's kind of talk about his crashes and <laughs> how, how he kept crashing. Okay, this guy crashed a So lot. the first one, he was hit in the hip by anti-aircraft fire and crash-landed. So one of those bullets, dude, could you imagine mm-hmm. how scary that would be to just have bullets start ripping through the floor of your plane? Oh my god, so I can't... <laughs> would you rather have your boat sink or, bull- or your plane question? get my shot? Boat. Yeah, there's definitely really, a higher chance. I mean, yeah, I'll probably die at sea. But you got a plane, you can crash land it. Yeah, but no, dude. I mean, I'm no Lothar. I'm not crashing and living. He was very rubbery. He must have been, like, bouncy or something. He was very resilient. Yeah, he must His injuries have. kept him out of combat for five months, but then he just, like, jumped back in. Yeah, he was, like, the whole time he was just daydreaming of being back in the sky. I'm telling you, this guy had to be closeted. Because nobody jumps right back on the plane if they're not hiding something that big. This is Lothar, by the way, not Manfred. I mean, why? Both. It doesn't matter. Dude, I think you're just intimidated by how how much, how how manly these guys are. And so you're like, they gotta be gay. They grew up privileged. Because <laughs> then like, that... I'll tell you one thing. They may be aerial aces, but they gay. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah, that'd be funny if you're just threatened by all <laughs> the successful men we cover in the podcast. You're like, I bet this guy was gay. <laughs> you think everybody's gay? This guy was fucking gay. Martin Luther King? Uh, who cares? Why are you bringing this up all the time? I'm just, just telling, telling you, you nobody no- tries to unify the world no one, unless they're no gay. No one puts that much work into something. You know, if I was gay, if I if I wasn't crushing so much puss, which I am, then I would be doing all this stuff. <laughs> oh man! But uh, I'm just saying, if I, yeah, they had to, they're definitely cut from a different cloth because these they grew up privileged. So they could have easily gone back to a normal, right. a nice life and a nice estate. But these guys, he crashed, what, three times? I wonder what the strategy was yeah. for crash landing, too. Did you just decide to hit the no. nose of the plane into the ground because there was so much engine? I, I mean, what do you do? I was just reading Dune, and there was a recent crash landing, but they, they were able to crash in the desert. So, like, he was bringing down the, the, the vehicle and, like, kind of reducing the speed by bumping into the dunes and, like, kind of skipping across the dunes so i mm-hmm. think you you want to land as as close as just like normally as you can and just try to skip it because mm-hmm. in all the crash landings that i've seen you definitely don't don't go nose first 
If you want to die the quickest, that's the way you go. You're like, you want to back in. (laughs) You want to go tail first. (laughs) You want to go head first into heaven. (laughs) You want to break your uh, your fall with, so you want to just land upside down on your neck. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just, I think you just, because in every crash landing that you, like, think about a movie when you see a plane crash into the dirt. It always just kind of, it skids, and then it just digs in to the ground. I think you would want to land in trees because I think they would break your fall. Yeah, that's a good idea. So this is after five months. He jumps back into combat. Again, he's forced down on the March 13th by a Sopwith camel flown by Augustus Orlebar. Yes. Is that? Yeah, I would say that of the number three, uh, 73 squadron. So this man, he had to nurse his crippled. <laughs> his his father yep. got crippled. I can say it too. He was he was forced. Uh, so all right. So he, he got back into combat, and then when was that? Did crash land? I don't know. Um, he got back into combat after he crash landed because of the thing. The bullet hit his hip. He's back in the air, and then he's taken down by mm-hmm. a Sopwith camel, which is just a plane, but it's got the dumbest name I've ever heard. Sopwith camel. Yeah. That's super <laughs> Excuse stupid. me. I'd be like, hey, back to the drawing board, plane marketing team. Yeah. What? Hey, Mr. Sopwith, I know you love those desert horses, but <laughs> we don't want to name a plane after a goddamn camel, okay? If you look at the contract, yeah, I have naming rights. Damn that Sopwith. He's like the, tr- <laughs> the Trump of, like, plane manufacturing. Yeah. <laughs> everything has his name on it. Yeah, the puts Sopwith his name on engine. everything. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. how did he... So, Rick Tolfen... Rick Tolfen... By the way, what does Vaughn mean? Lothar Von Richtofen? Of Rick... I... I... What... I, I remember looking that up once. And then never remembering it again. Hold on. The term von is used German language surnames either as a non-biliary particle indicating a noble oh, patriot. Right. I can't even say these words. Or a simple preposition used by commoners that means or or from. Yeah. No, so no, no. I think it's the first from... one. I think it's the, uh, the, you said they were privileged. You said this is kind of like royal. Oh, you're right. Noble. Noblary. Because he he's not of, like his last name is Richthofen. You know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he he clipped a high tension wire, which I think is just like a wire under high tension. Uh, <laughs> nice. And crashed heavily, <laughs> suffering serious head injuries. So kind of like you right now. <laughs> and he's feeling hazy. Yeah, I know. Hey, Lothar, I feel your pain. Do you feel dude. like you could fly a plane right now? You feel like you could take down some British teenager? Yeah, yeah I think I could probably do it. I mean, these Brits just seem so yeah. poorly trained. Um, he won some medals. Does that make it worth it? No. Uh, probably helps. I mean, no. if I didn't get if I didn't get a medal, like he got a medal of valor. Um, when he was even with the with the horses, um, he he got a med- which means mm-hmm. I think he almost died. He did like something that almost killed him, and then he didn't die, and then that's what gets you a medal. Yeah, exactly. They want to be like, hey. So we want to see. So in terms of your progress report, we would really like to see you put your life on the line a little more. Yeah. So that's an area of improvement. Okay, that's an area to improve in. Is just putting your life on the line more for the team. You know, it's a team-oriented thing here at the military. We here at the military would like you to almost yeah. die and then nearly survive. And if you could please then not hold any bitterness or resentment that would affect your performance, that would be great too. And then come back <laughs> and be better. But yeah, I mean, he, he won that? a Medal of Valor. He got the award for killing Captain Albert Ball, which was kind of a controversy because he didn't actually kill him. It's so funny that it is a controversy too. Who are the people? Who are the nine eleven well, truthers this, of this, this argument? Well, this is what this is where we can really get into like how crazy famous and and almost how much there's this element of celebrity to this whole thing. Like mm-hmm. people, when Lothar joined up with his brother Manfred, you know they painted the town red, red Baron, red town. 
They were so excited. And it was like, these guys were like WWE wrestlers. Like you heard the first and you remember, you knew who they had killed, who they had just taken down. So like when Lothar took down Captain Albert Ball, people were like psyched, you know, like, oh, they got him. They got Ball, you know, it's like a roast battle or something. Did you read the papers? They got Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a versus yeah. rap battle. Yeah. I drop ball and then I'm coming after you. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. can see them uh, also. Oh, it would be funny if like if they lived long enough, if they actually would have like a rap career just because they're so cocky. They have like yeah, diss yeah. tracks about the people they murdered. Yeah. I drop you the, like I the drop rap ball. Is... Stop with hey, Camel. Oh, yeah, I shot rap. him I all. forgot about that. Now, oh, yeah. that, that, really, that really speaks to how long COVID's been that I forgot you could rap. Because I would see you rap like relatively <laughs> often at freestyle, freestyle comedy. R.I.P. 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 Everything. Um, <laughs> so, so sad. Um, <laughs> so Ace, Ace was like, Ace was a kind of a propaganda term. Like, it's not like we needed, it's not like, no one needed for there to be, oh, an aerial ace, someone who's taken down five planes. It's like, someone yeah. invented this. Some, like, the military industrial complex made this, like the government made this to boost morale in an otherwise horrifying war. Like, there's thousands of lives are being lost over nothing. I mean, just a bloody, gruesome. It's basically, it's kind of like, I mean, Civil War plus planes. I mean, you're fighting on horses. It's Civil War. Civil War, deadlier weapons, zero ground gained. Like, it's trench warfare. Like, the first picture you look up in Google for World War One, it just shows you, like, a guy with trench foot getting eaten by a rat. Like that's the first picture that you get when you look at World War One. It was a it was a war of inches. There just some so, sometimes you were in a trench for like months, not even gaining any ground. And so in order to like thousands of sons were coming home in in caskets. And so kind of to distract people, yeah. they were like, "Well, what about your favorite aerial aces, Lothar and Manfred?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. they're great." <laughs> He just won the. He just took down Albert Ball. Coolness. Isn't that pretty sweet? Everyone's like. Oh, yeah, we can forget about the 5,000 uh, boys we lost yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My triplets just all died in the same day. Yeah. Uh, the loose ball's gone. So it was kind of a, I think it was kind of a distraction tactic. It's like, a, it's a flashier part of the world. Yeah, planes I were mean, flashy. Planes were new. Planes were cool. Yeah, planes were very flashy, and it was very cool. It was cool that, um, I don't think we talked about this yet. Didn't Lothar also have a he yellow did. painted plane? So we, yeah, we saw that one reenactment video <laughs> where it was real footage of Lothar and then it switched to very clearly produced colorized footage. And I'm like, this is real footage, right? And you're like, no, that's definitely the reenactment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that was filmed. Yesterday. You see how it cut and looks, you looks see how it's a different video? <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, you know it, how it looked like works. a clean clean single take to me wait all of a sudden the resolution went to 1080 i don't know i think i think for the reenactment it kind of looked cool that lothar had a yellow i don't know what color planes were generally i just know that that the red barons was like annoyingly red yeah so at least they had him to kind of go along with the marketing campaign of the war who knows a little conspiracy maybe they told yeah, him to do that maybe they were like look we need a maverick right now we need we need someone that we can rally around paint your plane red <laughs> they're going to fucking love it we paint did your... a, we did a little census we did a consumer survey people think red is so badass red is red was ranked the highest color the, sorry the best color i'm going to fuck this up <laughs> that will help you forget that everyone you know's son has died i know crazy it is the same color in blood but that's yeah. just what people did 
Look, if you do it, we'll add twenty more coons. <laughs> we'll up your ace count. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if they were bumping up the the ace counts. It's just like to bribe them. Yeah, if they were un- inflating yeah. the ball a little bit. But back to uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, wait. Albert you said ball, something right? though about the, the the. I wonder if the conspiracy because you got me thinking about conspiracy. Oh, of what them them getting him to paint this plane. Well, there was also like there was definitely. Okay, someone was making posters, propaganda, and whatever, and it was probably funded by the government. I mean, it was the German government, that is. And, like, marketing agencies, like, remember, like, in World War One, World War Two, like, every business was involved in the war effort. You know, if, if you made cars, yeah. you now made tanks. If you made belts, they were for soldiers now. So, if you were, like, a marketing agency, they're like, hey, we need you to churn out propaganda to kind of change the public's perception and like again distract them from all the bloodshed that's happening so they oh uh they they nicknamed i don't the nickname came up of the red baron's flying circus did you see that his squadron moved around so much on the western front that it was like kind of likened to a traveling circus of of death but it, so it was like the Red Baron and the Traveling Circus, which is so German. It's so German because it's like badass, but it's also ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. They're like, come one, come all. Yeah, look yeah. Your whole it's family. very like um, like Christoph Waltz and Django. He's like he's kind, he's kind of like an absurd evil. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like yeah. a silly evil. Yeah. German is like silly evil. Yeah. Like because if you, you know, you can sound very silly yeah. and, and then you can just rip someone's head off. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's so strange. Um, do you want Do you want to play this clip here of uh? I found yeah, this yeah. um from so a, from some propaganda film. All right, now watch out for this new SEs. They're very fast, very fast. Uh, Rick Thorman. I wasn't speaking to you alone, you know. I don't expect you to have been to war single-handed. Why not, Major? Because I need you. There aren't many men like you. Another year of this, there'll be even fewer. In a year's time, we will be having our lunch in London. Manfred, you know, sometimes I think you don't hear anything I tell you. Do you really think you'll live forever? Every moment I'm in the air with the Spandau's in my hands. That's forever. So, what does he say? Every minute with the Spandau's in my hand, I live forever? Yeah, every minute. He's, this, he's yeah, been, yeah. Like, they're, they're likening him to, like, a god. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I'm a mortal so in this plane. When I'm in this plane, yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm like Thor. Time. I'm just raining down death. He, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Do you think you'll live forever?" He's like, "I I am forever, baby." Yeah, he's like, "Forever doesn't he does exist." Like rock he's stars. Out of I bet, dude. I bet if yeah, I bet if the Red Baron strolled up, you know, or Lothar. I bet Lothar got his dick sucked by so many nurses. Oh my god, <laughs> so many men. And uh... <laughs> and if they were, that's great. That's great. That's better. That's better. That is that is great. It probably fueled their kills. No, I mean it had to be like yeah, it had to be like like Prince is in your hospital. I mean these are the two biggest guys. This is like Kevin Hart and The Rock yeah. back then. I'm sure if they would have survived, they would have been. That's what I'm saying, dude. Together. They would have been rappers. They definitely, there definitely would have been like some yeah, some kindergarten <laughs> cop style like Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. I was talking with a friend recently. <laughs> Get to the Fokker, <laughs> oh, dude. Get to the Fokker. We gotta make a we gotta make a Red Baron movie. <laughs> We do. No. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons that the Red Baron, by the way, and this was just in a movie trailer that I saw called Red Baron to, uh, 2008. But one of the reasons that the Red Baron's plane was red, someone was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, they're going to see us. Like, don't you want them to be surprised? He's like, I don't want them to be surprised. I want them to be scared. So he yeah, wanted, yeah. what yeah. a diva. I know they diva. wanted him. They wanted uh, to portray him as like, I know what I'm doing. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm coming to kill you. Like as soon as you see the plane, that is kind of that's like a pirate ship coming out of the clouds. I mean, that is that, that is, is pretty yeah, scary. That is badass, though. I'm yeah, pretty that scared. is pretty badass. That is yeah, yeah. If you saw the red plane, I mean, I would be. I'd yes, it is. But little... you'd have to be sitting still. <laughs> it's a it's a red plane with like black. I don't know, like uh, it looks like spades or clubs or something. Black yeah, clubs. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. pretty cool. It kind of it reminds me of Jack Sparrow's pirate ship. Just in in terms mm-hmm. of like the vibe that it's putting out there, and you're in the sky and it just comes and kills you. I mean, yeah, I'll no, give it, it to badass, That's pretty but badass. I'm sure. I'm sure parked. It looks pretty silly, <laughs> like parked next to a bunch of other planes. Yeah, it's probably like seeing like a Maserati. You're like, really? Like, Do you need whoosh. that? Do you need that? Yeah, yeah. What's or the it's like if a rock st- You know, thing. you know when you see uh, I don't know, like um, Steven Tyler or something on stage, and he's wearing like a yeah. dead ferret and stuff, uh, and it's yeah. all this crazy uh, it, shit. And like, yeah. it, okay, kind of looks cool when he's performing, but then like after he walks off stage, he's yeah. eating a hot dog in like full snake skin. Yeah. You're like, this looks crazy, dude. You have feathers coming off of your arms. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, yeah, what are you chicken do? man? <laughs> yeah, you ever see like Johnny Depp in an interview where you're like, too many bracelets, bro. This guy's got three pounds <laughs> of silver on him. What are you training for something? <laughs> Why do you have weights on your arms? Yeah. yeah, but in the moment, when he's in the moment, yeah, even Goku, it's like his hair is huge and it looks great right now because he's battling. But once you get off, he's like walking into the bathroom. It like gets clipped by the door. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, hey, you guys sorry. have five things of pomade. Ah! <laughs> I've evolved. <laughs> he's in the bathroom stall. Come <laughs> Oh, All man. Right. All right. Remember, they're not okay. Nazis. And Hold then on. getting, getting back to here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so this, so the, the movie and the, the clip that we just played about him living forever, that was a movie. It struck me that that movie is in English about how cool a German pilot is. Which, again, not Nazis yet. They're not Nazis. Yeah. It's crazy to see how, how much we, we flip. flipped so much. <laughs> we idolized Manfred a little bit. Like, we were on the opposite side of the war, but, like, we yeah. really respected him as a pilot. Yeah, I think he, he definitely reached, like, national fame. Kind of like, you know, how Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson and all these people kind of, what is it? You transcend right. your own country. And it's just you become yeah. a person of the world. No matter who, it's, you're at the point where it's yeah. just everybody just loves you. I wonder what would have happened if he was in World War II. If he would have lived I mean, he probably would have just ripped it up. You know, I mean, he seemed like a great pilot. Okay, so we're talking about how everyone, like, kind of universally thought that these Germans were cool because they weren't Nazis yet. They weren't trying to subjugate an entire race uh, or an ethnicity. So uh, now we can get into, like, how... We've talked about, like, Lothar's, like, lust for blood and stuff and how he would, like, chase people into storms. But there's a weird thing, and I think it comes from planes being so new and so so in and just so like of the times that there's like a sophistication about flying and people think it's it's like the high it's like the most probably the most intelligent way you can fight you know because you have to know how to yeah, fly a exactly. plane do all these levers and buttons and knobs and stuff and uh and then you have to go fight people so i think that's why they thought of it as like the hunt you know that's what they and they wrote about it like scored yeah. a victory or he was awarded a victory it's like a wwe match which is not intelligent. But yeah, it's like a nobleman's game. <laughs> that's yeah. more the propaganda side. But it was just, it seemed like kind of like uh, if you shot someone down, they would come out in a parachute and be like, good one. Well played. Yeah. 
and take out a pistol and just shoot <laughs> you themselves win, in the head. Boom. <laughs> I'm really, it's just uh, one of those things that comes out and says boom. Because he wants to give you the pleasure of ripping him apart with your uh, with your guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just like in the sky, everyone's like, you know, good on you. And then in, down in the trenches, everyone's just getting eaten by mice. Absolutely destroyed. It's the worst. <laughs> You know, 5,000 feet up is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, if you get in the air a little bit, I'm having a good time. Come on, guys. Join the squad. Join the Josta. Join the Josta. Did it strike you that, and maybe it's because Manfred uh, Manfred was in the military, but like, did it strike you as kind of weird that he was just so easily, he's like, okay, now I'm horses, now I'm planes. He could just switch. I think he always, he always, I No, I'm talking about like feasibility of like, how do you transfer to the planes division? Yes, I did think about that, and that's unbelievable because I suck at every job I've ever had in my life, and I can't imagine I would make it past day true of when I went to college. Dying. When I went to college, you had to apply separately to get into the business school, and like you couldn't trans. It was very mm-hmm. hard to transfer into the business school when you were there. So, like, how few planes did they have that they were just invented? That they're like, yeah, we'll throw a, we'll put your brother in. Yeah, what was yeah. he? Ride a horse? He can fly a plane. You know what they say? If you can ride a horse, you can fly a plane. I, he's got good blood. Yeah, I lo- he's got the same blood. Another Rick Tofen? Get him in what here. You, you got any more? It's like the opposite of when a teacher has more of the family. They're like, ugh, another Rick Tofen. I thought I was done with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take your seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very strange that they both succeeded at such a... And everything is very crazy. The past is so strange. Here we it go, really folks. Is. Charles is in a fugue state. <laughs> His perception of time is breaking down. No, what's up? You know, if you think about it, the past is wild. There's so much more to need yeah. to be explained. Yeah, like, why Why did you guys, why did it's you do just, this? And how did you do this? And what was happening? What did people feel about this? It's just weird to me that they pulled it off. I guess that's the craziest thing to me. You went from horses to planes and you became the second most deadliest ace yeah. in all history. And you're flying something that didn't exist. You're flying like the, like a, like a, the iPhone. It's the newest thing out there. So bring it back to like uh, Orville Wright and Catherine and stuff. Uh, Orville, Orville and Catherine. I'm cutting out Wilbur. <laughs> Orville and Catherine mm-hmm. Wright. Um, they, they, the plane. I looked this up from past notes. The contracts and the demos with the military, where that one guy died. At that same, it's funny to me that they were also talking to France and Spain, talking to like other kings about it. So basically, they were like pitching it to all the militaries. Like, they were, like, yeah. the first international arms dealers, <laughs> Orville and Catherine. Two awkward boys and a very uh, aggressive sister. You want to really uh, accelerate how quickly and in different ways humans can kill each other? They're the ones who started it with Britain. No, you don't need to, you don't need to really train people on these yeah, planes. <laughs> they go to Germany. You should take yeah, your time. Yeah, yeah. In Britain, <laughs> in Britain, they're also like, yeah, we keep uh, needing more planes, so... Keep sending them. And they're like, yes, good. We got them. They're coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember, these are very easy yeah, to fly. Yeah, yeah. They just, why they became billionaires. Yeah, the guy giving the demo for the plane is like, now, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and they're like, okay, all right. Look, you want to go up, and that's it. Yeah, pull to go up, do this to go down, only when you want to. And shoot when there's a bad guy. All and right, if you see red, it. you're dead. Just remember, red equals dead. You're not going to live if you see red. <laughs> or yellow. Anyway, I don't know if Lothar's plane was yellow, by the way. I don't know if I ever answered okay, that. Okay. But just to close the loop on whether Lothar's plane was yellow, I don't think it was. I wonder if he was, yeah, if he hated his brother for having a Yeah. Plane. But man, talk about privilege, though. Like, you you grow up with a Vaughn in your name, Vaughn Richtofen, and then you just get to fly the newest technology. 
Like that, yeah. that's that's what I mean with like they they probably felt like they were they were like really sophisticated killers. Definitely. Yeah, they probably felt like kind of 007s of their time. I Weren't mean they you had telling to me that Manfred like didn't love how Lothar, you know, conducted his business. Like he was too in it. He was too in it for yeah. their blood. Yeah, he was definitely so if you break them down strategically, Manfred was more of the strategic ace. He kind of did it, you know, for the it was more yeah. of the art of killing and he said that Lothar was too reckless and he was just in it for the blood sport, basically. So I don't think he necessarily there may be, I don't know if there was, I'm sure there was an element of respect, but I'm sure he was kind of, like, disappointed. You know how there's that kind of brotherly, like, if you studied more, you'd get into a better school. And I think it was something like that. If you just were more strategic, you wouldn't crash as much. Yeah, Lothar. yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's like your brother becomes successful, but then you learn that he has some shady business practices. <laughs> You're like, come on, man, you shouldn't, I mean, good, but don't do it that way. Yeah. Did Wasn't there some quote that you You're read telling me? me you sh- I don't. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I. I, I thought it was pretty no, good. I remember now. We may be able to. Lo- also, while you're looking this up, I'll just uh, bring this. Up. Do you think Lothar ever wanted a red plane, or if he was like, maybe we could do it, like together? Maybe. Yeah, together. Maybe Saturdays <laughs> I ride ready. Okay, every other Saturday. Just give me it once. You never He's let like, me take it on. out. You keep saying you're gonna do it. It's like wait, you always say you promise, but you always break the promise, Manfred. All the other people who are it's yeah, in front of everybody. it's in the cafeteria. Oh God, this is awkward. Let Manfred, me let me ride the red plane. You're not ready, brother. You're too reckless. Manny, or he could be like, um, I don't know. You literally crash all the time. Yeah. I've never crashed in my one. I like this plane. I've put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I pull yeah. it every day. Because I thought it was cool that you that you found. I because I, I had meant to look up some of what the Red Baron had actually wrote or said, or just like to see if there was any primary documents of like what these guys thought like letters or whatever, but um, so I'm glad that you had something that he'd actually said. Oh, uh, Manfred described Lothar as a shooter who's only fun is shooting. Yeah. I think that was I it. thought there was something about, like, he didn't respect the hunt or something. I don't know, though, but mm, but there was, that, I do remember, maybe it was a trailer that I saw or something, too, of, like, the, yeah, they, they just love the chase. I mean, I, I'm sure it would have been pretty fun. It would have been pretty fun to be in a plane winning. Winning oh, in yeah. a plane? Probably the most... You you probably felt they probably yeah. didn't even have any kind of type of feelings about dying so young. They were like, "Yeah, I did it." What was your life? Yeah, yeah. jumping out of yeah. windows. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of Lothar's family life after the war ended, do you want to give uh, do you want to give his wife and his uh, his children's names a try? Let me. Okay, this is my attempt. Ready? Lothar after the war was married to Countess Doris van Kaiser Langink. <laughs> okay. Right. What would you say? Right. Why do you Countess think Doris von Kaiserling? I think that was perfect. Okay, <laughs> that felt perfect. His, uh, yeah, I'd say that was uh, kind of off, but uh, hilarious. His son's name was uh, Wolf Manfred. <laughs> it's like Just, you know my brother. It's uh, I'd rather name my kid Out a Wolf. Yeah, that's also Wolf Manfred. Welcome to Germany, home of horrible name. I'd rather name my kid Stillhouse. Stop Camel. with Camel. Um, and then and, yeah, and then Carmen yeah, Viola, yeah, yeah. which is kind of a hot name. Yeah, that's a that's good a name. That's a great name. Carmen Viola. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah, she sounds like... She, yeah, it kind of sounds like where in the world is yeah. Carmen San Diego. This girl wears a trench coat, for sure, it's with nothing <laughs> under it. Everywhere. Even where it's, like, not appropriate. And it rarely is. Yeah. I would say that wearing a trench coat with nothing under it, pretty rarely appropriate. <laughs> yeah, pretty rarely. <laughs> yeah, there's two only places. a few situations where you want that setup. Your and your loved one's apartment. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was getting wine with this uh, this girl that I went on a date with t- Whoa. Tuesday, and we went to the 
yeah, getting we went wine. To the wine store and we were just joking around and she we were buying two bottles and she was trying to joke to the uh the cashier uh that we had brought one in she was just kind of like making offhand remarks like oh yeah we brought that one in and i'm like you can't say that and we were just joking around That's and so uh, and then the cashier looked up and she's like this is true love and i'm like what she's like right here i'm an old soul this is true love <laughs> and then without That's even so changing funny. tone she's like do you want a bag <laughs> and i'm like that's so funny. And we're like, we just met. We don't know each other. I love I love when people make assumptions like Me that too. and they're wrong. Because I love when people are like, if I know anything, it's like, you know, absolutely. You've proven. <laughs> well, you know she nothing. was, she. I think she still had faith that, uh, yeah, she said, I think she said also, if you like break her heart, I'll break your foot or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, cashier at the wine store. I tried to grab the wine and go, and she's like, "You haven't paid yet." And I'm like, "What did you? What were you doing with my credit card besides diagnosing our relationship?" (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's married to uh, to 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 that to that lady. And then also, do you want to dive? Well, hold on one second. Yeah, the job. The The job job is is maybe the funniest thing about Lothar. So after after the war, Lothar couldn't get away from his passion for the sky, and he became a commercial pilot. (laughs) Isn't that nice? A murderous, bloodthirsty pilot, most dangerous man of the sky, became a commercial. It was like, mm, I wonder if Delta's hiring. Could you have like, this is your captain speaking. I see a bogey. Yeah. <laughs> Tales of Fiora. I am in pursuit, <laughs> and it's like a pass. It's like a plane full of passengers. He's just, he's like flying into a storm. It's Brit- Britain yeah, Airlines. British Airways. <laughs> Lothar's in pursuit of British Airways, like going to Hamburg carrying a hundred people. Cut to scene of taped machine guns you put on the engines. <laughs> They're not even. You can't even. You can't even control them from the uh, from the cockpit. He has to open yeah, the window yeah, yeah. and lean out yeah. and pull the trigger. Yeah, he has like a like detached a grill lighter, <laughs> yeah. like a potato he, cannon. It'd be funny if he like Home Alone rigged it like string, where he can just like pull on two mm-hmm. strings and then it just fires a British yeah. airways. <laughs> it's funny though because he he ended up dying also in a plane crash of a small plane. Yeah, it wasn't a commercial plane. Luckily, so funny. Uh, it was it was uh, yeah. just like a small two seater, like similar to what similar to like a Fokker triplane. I think it was had yeah. two wings. Well, but he probably died with a smile on his face. A manic, probably biting his teeth yeah. too hard. I mean, smile. Was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if you if you crash three times, you're gonna go. It's pretty on funny. The on the way down, he's probably like, oh, "This again." <laughs> He turns to his passenger. You're gonna love this. Yeah, don't worry. You'll live. <laughs> yeah, I always live. One thing about me, I live. Yeah, that's nuts that he always lives. <laughs> Maybe it's like old cars. You know how? Uh, the- I don't know if your mom would ever be this way. But yeah. She's like, oh, you know, if you're gonna get in a crash, you want to be in like, or she, or she, yeah. uh, she'd be describing a car crash like, oh, and it was one of those big damn old Buicks. You know, they're made of steel. They don't even yeah. crumple. Made up back when cars were yeah, really back cars. when they were made. No, like these <laughs> plastic. The Chinese make, and you're like, "Whoa, mom!" It's actually the Vietnamese. Be accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're gonna get bad at Hyundai, let's be uh, yeah. precise. Uh, so Lothar's death talked about that, and his burial—he was buried in uh, next to his father at Garrison Cemetery in Schweidnitz. But the cemetery was leveled by the Poles, <laughs> the Polish people, when the city was transferred to Poland after World War II. Today the area is a football field. <laughs> although Rick, <That's> nice. <laughs> although von Richthofen's headstone still exists, I believe elsewhere. So I don't know if it's on the football field, but I have to like 
I, I picture it on the 50-yard line to the side in case in place. You think so? I think it's in the middle of the uh, the field goal. I hope goal. so. And if you hit his headstone, <laughs> you get an extra point. Yeah, it's like a yeah. two-point conversion. Well, it's funny, too, that the Poles the just, ace. like, took it over. And then there were probably, like, a Polish school being like, mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, we need to, um, what do we do with the German guy? <laughs> They're, like, trying to make a football field. They're, like, zoning it. They're like, yeah. man, there's the matter of Manfred. <laughs> his body. <laughs> Of the von Richthofens. What There's a skeleton. Um, we're kind of trying to do like a, a field, you know, like for the kids. Yeah, we're thinking in his <laughs> honor, name it, uh, you know, we Baron dig him up. Oh, sorry, this was Lothar. And then it was, this, wasn't, um, uh, yeah. this wasn't the Red Baron. Also, just I know we already talked about it before, but he died, yeah, when he was, this is at the age of 27. What a lot. Yeah, older than his brother. I think it's I think it's interesting that he that he was so so effective, but just like too like it's kind of the eighty twenty rule. Like if he had a dialed it in a little bit, he maybe could have been the Red Baron. Like he could have been better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think he could have been the better brother yeah. for sure because he got forty with being yeah, reckless. Yeah, and he got he got thirty three. So it's like in, just in, takes in th- three months. Yeah, in three months. I mean, take some Adderall, focus, get some tactics under yeah. your belt. Lothar. Hit the books, buddy. Come on, baby. Yeah, let's go. Let's Tighten it up. Strategy. I mean, we all want to go out there and riff, but you got to write. <laughs> okay, you got to have jokes, buddy. Let's <laughs> see. That's a classic case. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's like a, he's a, he's like he's like um he's like Chappelle when Chappelle's off. He's just like three hours at the laugh uh, yeah. laugh factory, yeah. just like. Bo- and you're like, I get it. You're one of the great. Wasting but... everyone's time. Just get off. <laughs> you, you talk to those comedians who are like, I kind of just only write on stage now. Ooh, you're like, Ooh, you are indulgent. Good luck with the. Uh... Yeah. Someone doesn't like to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with those 40. Yeah. You're have fun with your 40s when you're still traveling <laughs> selling wallets. Because uh, you have no jokes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a little other shit we could cover, but um yeah, overall, overall, what are your impressions on Lothar v. Manfred? The cool thing about Lothar for me is I kind of it leaves me more of like a what if than any of the other people we've covered. Especially with Manfred, I kind of see, I've seen his potential. He right. got the 80 kills, and he was a diligent student. But with Lothar, I just want to know what he could have been. The power of potential. So, that's, I guess, my my ending. I just, that's I'm true so though, because This guy is been. the first one, I think, who died so young that we're covering. Because mm-hmm. usually if they die this young, yeah. they, they haven't done anything that's even worth talking about. You know, yeah, they've been overshadowed, definitely. and it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, Lothar had like a full, he had a life as full as his, his brothers, like basically the same as his brothers, just with a little more hospital, yeah. hospital time. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, that was his whole life. His whole life was leading up to just him becoming a pilot, uh, becoming an yeah. ace, becoming kind of a pseudo star and then dying. It's like, you don't really think he didn't, yeah, he live, probably uh... didn't think. I wonder what he thought his life was going to be. And if that's what he wanted. And like, if these guys wanted to die, if they were as a gung-ho about the glory as like the propaganda would suggest yeah you're right i wonder if some days he came home and he's like you know i'd love to yeah. paint <laughs> i'd love to learn spanish spain's right there I, i've always wanted to go it's a three-hour literally train. and i wouldn't have to i mean i could fly i'd probably shoot some people down <laughs> i love killing i love killing yeah you know what who am i kidding i love to kill he shoots another horse outside his kitchen <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh. that was my horse <laughs> his neighbor yells 
Was that Lothar? Lothar. <laughs> you know, and then it cuts, cuts to the, the neighbor, you know, living next to the, the Von yeah. Richthofen's. How's it set <laughs> Cut the commercial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely Lothar would be a pretty hilarious sitcom character. He's just randomly yeah. shooting horses all the time. Just killing everybody. It's funny you know. because <laughs> he actually didn't kill a horse, but we're... We are, uh, I hope so. I hope people come away from this episode it's funny thinking the he picture, did. Yeah. I picture him always having a, a Ruger ready to kill a horse. <laughs> he has like what, a few hairs of the mane of the dead horse that he killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he makes uh, violin uh, things yeah. in his spare time out of the horse hair. So I guess that's it. That's Lothar. Well, we could wrap it up with this. Who would you rather be? Manfred. Manfred. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you are Lothar well, right now. Yeah, Manfred. You're constantly injured. Yeah, and it's not fun. You're 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 just yeah. running yourself ragged, and you don't feel that's the glory. <laughs> no, it makes me hate the job. <laughs> so I'd rather be a I'd rather be the Red Baron, baby. I want that painted blue. Yeah, blade. that's true. Yeah, you, it's funny because who would you rather be, Scotty Pippen or Michael that's Jordan? That's true. You do get you do get two more years if you're Lothar, of life. That's true, but Red Baron. What are the two years? You're flying a commercial plane. You have a baby. Is that life? <laughs> it's true. That's that's a good point. I mean, you get yeah, you get to have sex with the uh, Countess von Kaiserschlink. And that, that does sound aggressive. violent. That was Lothar, baby. Can we at the end of every episode have a ceremonial like <laughs> you've been brought into the light, Lothar? <laughs> and then the cannon <laughs> blast, and then you just see his uh, thing in the sky from Hunger Games. <laughs> you just see Lothar's the dead-eyed picture looking down on you. <laughs> I was a commercial pilot. But uh, Lothar, you've been brought into the light. <laughs> Lothar, you've, you've been, been lit, lit. Lothar. Yeah. All right, tell so me where to find you, buddy. You can find me in my bedroom most days, all the time. I'm going to Miami, but aside from that, I got to get a new chair. But that's neither here nor there. You can find me online on uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube at Zach Russell Comedy, Z-A-C-H-R-U-S-S-E-L-L Comedy, and uh, t- uh, Twitter on uh, Russell double underscore mania. Awesome. You can find me jumping out of uh, Atlanta windows and also at Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Charles underscore Ingle. Actually, YouTube Charles Ingle Comedian. And uh, that's basically it. That's basically it, folks. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the pod wherever you can. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more siblings. That's how I'm wrapping it up. <laughs>